Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. No power of hell can stand against me. I've seen this fight from the victory. Come on, let's sing it again. I will not fear. I will not fear for you are with me. I'll see this fight from the victory. No power of hell can stand against me. I've seen this fight from the victory. You never fail, no. You never fail. You never will. I trust your name for greater things. You will come through. You always do. I'll trust your name for greater things. And the Lord gave me Hosea 6, 6, and it says, For I desire faithful love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. The more I kept questioning the Lord, I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say? As he says, the devil is not afraid of just a one-day-a-week faith. He is not scared for you just to come to church on Sunday. And the Lord says the most beautiful and authentic form of worship is obedience and love to me not going to church or just singing certain songs, but it's an active heart of laying down your life because he gave us his and washing over of his blood over our lives. And so that self-sacrifice and us taking up our cross is the least we could do for him. And the more that we do that, the more we show that authentic love that he so desires in our hearts. And that is what I feel like the Lord just laid on my spirit is that the most authentic form of worship is an obedient and loving heart to his word. Amen. the blood. 
my shield and my shelter. It's my defense. I claim it over and over again. I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. Now, this song, this is a declaration. So, I want you to not just sing this song, but to declare it over my home, over my life. Look at the words on this. My shield and my shelter, it's my defense. I claim it over and over again. I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. Okay? So you're making a statement with this song. You're not just singing it. Uh, let it let it be something to decree out of your heart, praise God. Let the enemy know you have no place in my home or my job or whatever it is, all right? So engage your heart in this is what I'm asking. Let's do this, okay? Let's engage. Let's decree this. Let's declare this, praise God. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm making my stand with this song, praise God. Amen? Okay, now let's decree it and declare it in that. Thank you. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. I plead the blood, I 
taking a stand against something. You're, you're standing up for something that you know is right. When you plead the blood, you're taking a stand with the blood, and you're saying, just as when they were instructed uh, to, to apply the, the blood over the doorpost, you know, the death angel had to pass over. That's why it's called Passover. The death angel, when he would see the blood, he couldn't go beyond that. He couldn't cross that blood because the blood reminds Satan of his defeat, right? And it's a sign of our victory. The blood was shed for us. It freed us. Hallelujah. And But to the enemy, it's taboo. Oh, stay away. So what do we do? We take a stand with the blood. All right? We apply the blood over our, our children. We say, Satan, we're taking a stand. You can't crawl. You can't get to my children. You can't get to my household. You can't touch this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? So when we say, I plead the blood, what are we doing? We're taking a stand against that, and we're decreeing and declaring, this is, this is it right here. We put a stop right here. Does that help a little bit? Praise God. When we say that, when we decree it, what are we doing? It's not a religious thing. It's something that, that God has told us and has given us the blood, praise God. And we're to use it against the enemy, praise God. So when we talk about this and we sing about this, we know what we're talking about. All right. Okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
us life and life in abundance and it is so much better so when we sing this final chorus i really want you to just let the holy spirit just talk to you and what you need to literally lay at his feet and surrender everything that you have to him because there is life in that surrender so let's sing that final chorus No doubt. 
You're on my side. I can't hold back. No, I gotta sing. This thankful heart is overflowing. You don't stop, won't stop fighting for me. You're on my side. You're on my side. You are greater. You are greater, greater, greater than my enemies. You are greater. fear I know you're for me forever with me you don't stop won't stop fighting for me no doubt I'll see that victory you don't stop won't stop fighting for me you're on my side you're on my side I can't hold back no I gotta sing Oh man, I have been enjoying this set this morning so much and kind of the theme around the set. I saw this picture yesterday. Has anybody ever heard the saying, do what makes you happy? Has anybody ever heard that? Well, I saw this picture yesterday. It was like a decoration for a house. And happy was crossed out and in its place it said, holy. And I thought, you know, this is really the mantra that we should be living as Christians because being holy is going to make you happy. So it's not like you have to choose one or the other. But you know, there's a difference between making your flesh happy and doing what makes you holy and receiving joy and true happiness from it. And so I was thinking about that in regards to tithes and offerings this morning. And I thought, you know, I've been teaching in youth about actually the um, uh, armor of God. And the last few times, it has really been on my heart to concentrate on the breastplate of righteousness, or like the Passion Translation um, translates it, the holiness breastplate, because holiness and righteousness are kind of the same thing. Anyway, I read this verse to them the other night, and it says this, 
If the Spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. I'm going to read that one more time since I stumbled. If the Spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. Now, how many of you know that when you made Jesus your Lord and Savior and you said, Jesus, come be Lord of my life, all of a sudden you lost the privilege to be the Lord of your own life, right? You laid it down just like you were talking about this morning. And so when it comes to tithes and offerings, you have to understand, just like this last song saying, you are greater, you'll always make a way for me. If you take the step to start tithing or continue tithing or tithe in the midst of when it looks like you're going to have lack, God will make a way for you. It's his promise. If he asks you, give me the first 10%, then it's your job. It's your your privilege and your responsibility to say, Lord, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to take this step of faith, and I know that you're going to meet me. I'm going to take this step of faith. I'm going to change this part of my life, and I'm going to say, God, you're good for it, and I know you are. So as we give our tithes and offerings this morning, why don't you go ahead and get your tithes and offerings out, and we're going to confess this. Because, and some of you may not know, I don't know how often this is, talked about because I teach children's church a lot so I'm not always out here but this giving confession that we have is the word of God it comes from Malachi chapter 3 it talks about the different confessions that we make in here are from the the word of the Lord so it's not like we just put in there some things right different parts of of God's word yes so it's not like we just said hey this sounds like some good things to say This is the word of God. So everybody stand up and let's go ahead and speak this over our our giving this morning, over our tithes and our offerings in Jesus' name. Ready? I bring my tithes in obedience to God's word. In doing so, I have a right to the blessing. The curse has no place in or upon me. I am blessed in all areas. Favor rests upon me. Increase comes to me. My bills are paid. My debts are canceled, checks are in the mail, and all my needs are met. My bank account is full with plenty to give. Satan cannot steal from me. I am protected by my obedience to God's word. I am a giver. That's what I do. For all these promises, I am happy to give. I am a cheerful giver, and I am blessed, blessed, blessed. Father God, I just thank you so much for your word and how it works in our lives, Father God, that your word just isn't a book, but it's alive and it's helping us, Father, to grow and change all the time. So Father, as we lay ourselves down at your feet this morning and we say, we trust you in every aspect of our lives, including our finances. Father God, we know that you're greater. We know you'll make a way for us. And we thank you, Father God. We give cheerfully and we thank you for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may go ahead and give and then have a seat. I have some announcements. Mr. Zach is gone today, so I get the privilege of doing announcements this morning. We have life groups tonight. I'm so excited to tell everybody these names that you came up with last time, okay? God's Goobers. You will be meeting at Kittry's house tonight. You should have received a message yesterday. If you did not receive a text message, please let me know so I can fix it. Your job is to bring soup. Kittry's making dessert. Awesome. Righteous rebels. I heard somebody at this life group say, that sounds like a tattoo I need to get. Righteous <laughs> rebels. 
Uh, they'll be meeting at Chrissy's house tonight. She's making chili and brownies, so bring any kind of chili toppings, cornbread, anything that you like to go with that. Uh, the Overcomers, you'll be meeting at Kathy's house tonight. Uh, she, I made a whole list, but it doesn't say it on here, so I must have deleted it or something. But Kathy, can you help me remember? Because I, I typed it out, but she's making soup. Nancy and Lindy are doing salads. Sherry and Patty are dessert. And Annie's bringing bread. If, yes, so if you're not on that list, just come and enjoy. Thanks so much, Kathy, for helping me with that. I knew I couldn't remember all that. Okay, are you ready for this one? The Holy Roller, Wind River Warrior, Wild Hogs. None of you? Come on, this is a great name. I love it so much. They're meeting at... <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see tonight because you're coming to me and Michael's house tonight. If you need our address, please let me know. Um, I'm making pasta. I'm only making pasta. So please bring sauces, toppings. I could probably get Callie to make some dessert. So just bring uh, toppings and sauces for pasta. We're really looking forward to having life group tonight. Well, what kind of sauce do you like on noodles? right, on any kind of pasta, Alfredo sauce, oh yeah, hot pasta, thank you, Alfredo sauce, spaghetti sauce, who likes butter noodles, I mean, come on, there's a lot of different things you can put on pasta, all right, ladies, there's the Rivers Ladies Conference in Glenwood Springs, Colorado on October 6th through 7th, please let Pastor know, Pastor Nancy know right away if you're, if you're wanting to go to this, um, Coming up Saturday, October 14th from 1 to 4 p.m. Go ahead and take out your phones. Go to October 14th in your calendar and type this in. From 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock p.m., it's going to be Fun on the Lawn, which is going to be an outreach to our community here on the lawn, free to the community for all ages, food, games, and fun. We'll have a bouncy house, a gaga ball pit, and other games too. So stay tuned for more details coming. If this is something that you'd like to help with, we're looking for people to set up, clean up, cook burgers, um, no, pass out popcorn, lots of different things. Youth, we would love to have you help us in this also. So see one of the pastors, Pastor Rick and DJ, myself or Michael, Pastor Danny or Nancy, to, to say, hey, what can I help with? It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Kendra. Yes. Let's, uh, so you're going to see, let me run something real quick. See this CR code right here? QR code. Uh, I mean, QR code. How many of you, how many of you have never used that? Raise your hand. Don't be embarrassed about it. Okay. Maybe you don't know how it works. But take out your phone right now and, and turn it onto your camera. And then just in, enlarge, you might have to enlarge your camera a little bit if you're back a little ways. And you should see a little yellow thing pop up on there. Just click on that. Let's give them a little bit here. We're getting high tech up here. That's right. Did everybody get it? <laughs> nice. Okay. And it takes you to their website, and then you can uh, uh, you can see the ad and stuff on there from there. So you're going to be seeing more of these. This is not, oh, it's some you know mark of the beast or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is really very helpful. Basically, it's a connection. It's a link to help you get places a lot easier. And with smartphones today, it's very easy to do. So now you've done it. If you've never done it before, now you've done it. You know how it works. 
and uh, it'll make life easier for you. Yeah, they're you. super easy. You'll be seeing more of those. Um, also, Sunday, October 22nd, if you have children, get them here that day because Farmer Tom's going to be here ministering mm -hmm. to the kids. And the kids love that. Last thing, real quick, you guys know that I've been helping a lot with the youth, and we are out of food and drinks back there in the youth room. So if you want to sign up for food, I had somebody ask me last week. They didn't know where the sign-up was. So you just go straight out this door, and on one of the beams, it says youth food sign-up. Now, the kind of food that they're looking for, especially now that they've started the youth band prior to youth group, they're pretty hungry when youth starts. So chips and dip are great, like junk food, like mini corn dogs. They love that stuff. Cheese and crackers. Um, Whatever is simple for you, it doesn't have to be an extravagant meal or anything like that. They also love the sweets, so just sign up out there. If you say, hey, bringing food on a Thursday night is difficult for me, that's okay. I've got you covered, too. Bring any kind of drink and put it in the fridge back there anytime on Sunday morning or during the week or whatever. You would not believe how much these kids go through. <laughs> so thank you so much for all of your help with that. It means a lot. All right, Pastor. Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, youth, you are dismissed. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Rick. Appreciate that. And by the way, as you guys are going out, you can stop for just a second and turn around. And uh, uh, we have a pretty special thing that took place this week with Pastor Rick. We, na we now have another realtor in our midst. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Rick uh, got his license this week, passed his test, praise God. And uh, so, uh, amen. It was, uh, it was a good accomplishment uh, for him. And uh, you're going to be hearing more about that probably as it goes along. So how, how, how many of you are uh, familiar with a company called Mossy Oak? How many of you are not familiar with it? Oh, come on. You, you must not be married to a hunter. <laughs> mossy oak is, you know, mossy oak uh, uh, like camo and stuff like that. And uh, mossy oak is branded a lot of things. And uh, mossy oak also sells real estate. And so uh, my nephew uh, is big with mossy oak. He has... Uh, uh, Ohio, the state of Ohio nailed down in Mossy Oak and also now has uh, his hand in Mossy Oak in West Virginia and uh, uh, in Florida and someplace else and now now here in uh, in Wyoming. And so uh, uh, Rick's going to be working with him. And uh, so if you know of anybody that has land, especially land and property outside of town, and, you know, uh, they, they mainly uh, deal with that. And, and a lot of like places in Ohio and West Virginia and stuff, uh, it has to do a lot with, like, whitetail properties and stuff. But uh, they're uh, uh, more than that and have quite a marketing. Uh, if you know of anybody that's uh, wanting to sell some property and things, like I said, land and stuff like that, talk to Pastor Rick, praise God, and he'll, he'll get you moving on that, so... All right, brother, you can pay me for the little, you know, <laughs> infomercial there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Praise God. Well, welcome today. Glory to God. God is good. Amen? Amen. 
I said he is good all the time. Praise the Lord. And uh, so we're going to get started on some things today. Is the lights all the way up? It feels like it's not quite all the way. Uh, maybe there we go. Okay, thank you. So um, I like to see your smiling faces out there. That's what it was. So um, uh, I wanted, before we get started, I want to give a special thanks to all of our helpers, all our volunteers, and all of you that work so, work so uh, uh, faithfully here in the church, and you're here when you need to be, and, and you're, you, you have roles that you do. You don't know how important that is to us here. It's a ministry, and every time if you're working in those areas, you hear us talk about that a lot, is, is the number one thing is the ministry. It's not just coming and doing a job. It has to do with uh, ministering so that uh, people will come and lives being changed, praise God, and ministered to. You know, if you, um, uh, if you come in to a building facility like ours and come in and the, the bathrooms stink or they've not been cleaned or it's not around, it's, uh, it's, um, it really affects how that you will receive, you and I, obviously, just something in the natural, as simple as that. It's like, you know, I'm not getting a good feeling about this. How many of you ever pulled up to a place or something like that or a business and was really unkept and it really threw a message to you that they wasn't about uh, professionalism or excellence or anything? I mean, you could just tell kind of right away. And we always want to do things with excellence in everything that we do. And, uh, and so uh, we're so thankful uh, for each one of you that work and do things uh, task here in the church that that just a few of us couldn't do and you make our jobs a lot easier things are taken care of and you do them well and we're so thankful for each one of you and if I start naming names uh, I will miss people and it's the majority of you you know who you are and everything that you do and we want you to know that it's very very much appreciated uh, whether you are have a uh, 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 a job that you're doing that's out in the limelight or whether it's nobody sees it, I'm telling you, it's needful and it's important. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean that. You may not be in the praise and worship team. You may be the ones cleaning the toilets or doing the vacuuming or cleaning the seats. Uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> amen. Thank you, ladies, for what you do in that. I don't know if you noticed. I mean, from the time that... From the time that you come in, you know, I love walking in. It smells fresh and clean. The time you come in, if you notice, there's, I mean, you know, it's clean out in the front. The windows are cleaned. The, uh, usually greeted with the smell of cookies, and Gay always uh, uh, is baking something, you know. She made the, the pumpkin uh, bread back there today, the zucchini bread, the, the uh, um, banana nut bread uh, back there. She does that on her own. What a blessing, praise God. And Jim's up there making coffee. And uh, Annie, the cleaning ladies, they've been in here. They've vacuumed the chairs. And by the way, we can tell if you have a dog at home. Uh, <laughs> we can tell where you sat. Oh, yeah, that's where someone's up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, just cleaning stuff, you know, keeping it all clean. If you notice the chairs was in order, organized, or ushers are on top of all that, we came in, everything's scheduled to do the praise and worship. They're here early getting them ready. The sound guys are here getting mic batteries in the mics, doing sound checks. 
it just goes on and on and on, not alone the children's ministry, the worship ministry, and, and the, you know, everything. And it, so thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you do. And whether it's seen by people or not, I'm telling you, I notice it, and I want you to know I really appreciate it, and a lot of us do. And so thank you for all the time that you uh, put into that. It's, uh, it's a blessing, praise God. It takes a lot to make things uh, go and to keep working. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's get going today. I'm excited about the message today. We're gonna, we've been uh, um, continuing on our series on clean, and I pray that it's, uh, it's, it has spoke to you in things that we've discussed, talked about from the Word of God concerning that. And an area that I want to uh, touch on a little bit this morning has to do with righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. Now, we use the term, and we've heard the term used quite a bit, right standing, right standing with God, and that's important. But I want to cover, go into some things that it's even, uh, um, it's a, that's a good basis on it, but there's other things that's involved in righteousness. And, you know, when we talk about righteousness, um, it, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. So we'll just clear the house of any uh, religious thinking right now. So I would like a show of hand, how many righteous people do we have here this morning? Raise your hand. It should be, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, it should be 100% of the people if you're born again. So if you're born again, get your hand up there, because I'll tell you why. Thank you. Now, and I did that for a reason, because religious thinking and religious and the flesh will try to say, oh, no, because the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. But see, what, what we don't understand, sometimes if we're not careful, He's talking about man in itself, in their nature, that who they are. Well, if you've been born again, you have taken on God's righteousness, and you have been made righteous. And it's one of the biggest lies of the enemy to try to get people pushed down, oh, I'm not righteous. Well, we're righteous in him. It's not about us. It's not about our flesh. It's not about, we're not talking about, well, look what I've done, I'm so righteous. No, it's about what he did, all right? So you and I should boldly uh, uh, um, raise our hand and say, I've been made righteous. I am righteous in him, praise God. Amen. Because if you don't, then you get the, the, there's either, there's two different mentalities. There's the sin mentality and the righteous mentality. The sin mentality thinks, oh, I'm an old sinner, and I can't do anything right, and I, I am just who I am. I'm just an old sinner. I'm, and the other one says, I'm righteous in God, in God's eyes. I've been made righteous, praise God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, that thinking, those two different thoughts, that thinking, there's, it's, it's at op- opposite ends of the spectrum. See, the sin mentality... Uh, and this is another thing that a lot of people say, well, I'm just, I'm just an old sinner. No, you were an old sinner, but when you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior, the power of sin was broken. You're no longer an old sinner. You were, but you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and made righteous. Hallelujah. Now, the enemy would like to come and say, well, you know, you're just an old sinner. You can't do anything right. You're an old sinner. But he's under our feet. The power of him has been broken. Now, you do understand that the word sin is, a, is an archery term. You've heard me say that. It means to miss the mark. Okay? 
So how many of you know, from time to time, we miss the mark? But that doesn't always mean we're a bad shot. Hallelujah. Amen. We work on it. We grow in the Word of God, and we get to be a better shot. Hallelujah. Are you following me here? And so what happens? We were missing the mark, but we've been redeemed, praise God, and we're growing and learning and maturing, and the more that we do, praise God, we tighten up some, and guess what? Where we would sin every once in a while, now it's very seldom. And I've used this term before. I've said, well, okay, uh, you know, uh, Robbie, we'll pick on you. You're sitting in the back, so I'll pick on you. <laughs> Robbie's used to it. So, Robbie, can you sit there on your chair for five seconds without sinning? Well, if you sat there at five seconds without sinning, surely you can do a minute, right? Without missing the mark. Well, if you can sit there for a minute without sinning, can you go for five minutes? Well, if you go for five minutes, can you go for an hour? You see where we're going here with this? If you go for an hour, can you go for a day? If he goes for a day, can he go for a week? If he goes for a week, can he go for a month? People say, well, I don't know about that. What's the difference? Time. But if we know who our enemy is, that our enemy is, is twofold. One's it's the flesh, and number two, it's Satan himself. We know who our enemies is, and we're not ignorant of his devices. We don't have to go because the power of sin of Satan's devices has been broken over our life. And we've also been told that our flesh is enmity against God, so it's never going to want to side with God and wants to do what it's right. But the more that we train our flesh to say, nope, you're not going to have your way. We're going to go God's way, praise God. All of a sudden, we find out that we've gone from a few seconds, a few minutes, to days and weeks without missing the mark. Hallelujah. Amen. So, to be a sinner means that's what you do. That's what's controlling your life. And when we were without Christ, we were, we succumbed to sin. We, we, sin controlled our life. We didn't have the power to stand against that. But when sin's power was broken, when we accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior, guess what? Now Jesus lives in us. The power of sin is broken. And when sin presents itself to us, to us we say, no, thank you. No, no. I'm going to walk righteously before God. And so, it's a choice that we, we make to walk in God's righteousness or to say, no, I'll do what the flesh wants to do. So, we have been made righteous. Don't ever forget that, praise God. So, I, I want to read uh, 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 to you a couple things. Righteousness means being justified. This is part of the biblical description of righteousness in itself. Righteousness has to do with justification. Justification, we can really see by that simple little play on words that says, just as if I had never sinned. Okay? Justified, just as if I had never sinned. If you're taking notes, write that down. I appreciate those of you taking notes. That means you, the word means something to you, and you're going to take it and study it and look at it, praise God, and you're going to get the juice out of it. Amen. Okay, so righteousness means to be justified. It, 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 it carries the term of being innocent. 
or acquitted. Made right. Okay? So, we've been made right. So, I want you to see, and you can tell through this description, that's not something that we have the ability to do. We don't have the ability in ourselves to be innocent. That only goes so far. We're going to be guilty of something, right? All right? What about uh, right, being right, being made right? Have you ever been wrong? Well, yeah, we've all been wrong, but we've been made right. All right? We've been justified. This is a work not of ourselves. This is a work of someone else. This is the work of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so through the work of Jesus, we have been justified. We have been made right. We've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and are innocent as we walk in him. Now, it's when we get in the flesh and we follow after the flesh, the desires of the flesh, or after the way of the world, the spirit that's in the world, and we go to those, those areas is when we, when we begin to step out of that. So let me ask you this. If we've been made righteous, can we walk unrighteously at our choosing? Absolutely. And we can choose to walk unrighteously anytime we're. God didn't make us robots, right? And so he's made us righteous, but how many of you know, know that it's important there's a work or something that we need to do along with it? We know that the Word of God tells us faith without works is dead. But we know works on its own is under the law. It's, 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 we see a lot of religions that's, that's works-based. It's like the more I work at this, you know, the more I do good, the more I help out, the more I even in ministry or do this or that, you know, the, 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 the more pleased God is with me and the, and the, and the better my status is of of going to heaven and and no 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 that's that begins to bring us in front of God what God's asking is our cooperation with him he's provided righteousness for us but it's up to us to live righteously all right so we can say praise God I've been made righteous and it doesn't give us the right to go do whatever we want to do and expect the benefits of of living righteously uh, um, you know, for us to be able to partake of that. We have to, there's things that we have to walk in. We can't just say, okay, well, it's, it, it is what it is. So, you know, now um, I've been made righteous, so uh, I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to, I don't have to put the flesh under. I don't have, no, there's a part of us that's required to show up and to be concerning righteousness. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, and, and, and I would encourage everyone to do a study on righteousness because, holy cow, there's so much in the Word of God about righteousness. And sm- you know, the majority of books in the Bible has something to say about righteousness, which is really cool. So turn, if you would, to the fifth chapter of, of, of Romans, and we're going to begin reading. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading in... Uh, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 17. Romans 5, 10, and 17. I'm going to read this. Um, this happens to be the Bible I use a lot out of the King James, but whatever translation you've got is just fine. 
Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned, who was that one man? No, Adam, Adam, right? For by one man's offense death reigned, that was Adam, by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So who was the one that gave the gift of righteousness? Jesus Christ, right? Okay. So let's look at that again. Uh, they which receive abundance, so it's a receiving of something that someone else has given, right? Receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now, one thing that you always hear mentioned, or if it's not in the same verse, it'll be real close to righteousness is grace. Everybody say grace. So what, where does grace come in? How does grace associate with righteousness? Because grace says you may not deserve it, but it's been given to you. It's nothing you'll ever do to get it, but the, through the grace of God it's given to you. You ever heard somebody say, well, I'm going to give you a grace card for that. What's it mean? We're going to overlook some things. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, like when we go to, to Israel... We get a grace card. They know we're not Jews. And so they know that we don't know everything about them. And so we get a grace card. We can live who we are, and they don't take offense. They don't, it doesn't bother them a bit or anything. All right? And so through grace, we've been made righteous. Through God's grace that's given to us, even though we may not deserve it, the righteousness of God is given out of the relationship. I want you to see something very important concerning relationship, or concerning righteousness is it's all about relationship. It's got relationship written all over it. From the front to the very back, it has to do with relationship. It has to do, I've been made righteous because I'm in the family of God, because He's my Father, because I'm His child, because of what He did, and I love Him for it. And it's this relationship I have with him. You see that? So righteousness, always remember, righteousness has to do with relationship. It's not, well, bless God, I'm righteous. Now I've got to stay this way. No, it's about I get to live righteously because he's my father. And I'm a dear child, praise God. I'm going to do my best to walk as a dear child. Amen. All right. So, let's continue on here. So, he says, um, so you can see grace in here. He says, much more they which receive abundance of grace, verse, verse 17, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through by one Jesus Christ. The opposite of the grace would be, uh, would be the uh, lack of humility. The lack of humility says, oh, I can't receive this. Because I didn't earn it. Grace says, I receive it. I know I didn't earn it. Because I know I didn't earn it, by the grace of God, I receive it. Hallelujah. Okay? Therefore, now he said, remember what I said when you see the word therefore? See what it's there for. He's tying it in. He's saying because of this statement that he just said concerning Concerning this, therefore, it's given, as by 
the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Therefore, as by the offense of one, we're talking about Adam, judgment came, or the curse came upon all men to condemnation. So we were all condemned because of what Adam did, right? Okay? Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So now here we see Grace mentioned, we see justified justification mentioned, don't we? So as I was saying earlier, you see how these all work together. Hallelujah. So we have been given grace. Without grace, we can't walk as righteous, as a righteous person. But by the grace of God, we can walk. Why? Because we have been justified. What did I say the word justified means? Just as if I had. Right? All right? For as, as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. Again, here we go back to Adam again. Okay? He was the one, the disobedience we talked about. Many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The second Adam. Right? Jesus. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more. So what happened? Grace was greater than the law. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful we don't have to live under the law any longer? Boy, I tell you, we're going to teach our children the law from the top to the bottom, and you better not miss it, child, because if you do... We're going to have to have a sacrifice. We're going to have to have a slaughtering. Blood's going to have to go. There has to be a scapegoat. There has to, some, so there has to be penance paid for a price on that. Thank God the price has been paid. The blood has been shed. The sacrifice has been given. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. But do we abuse that? No, we don't. We're thankful that through the grace of God we've been made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And I would say grace continues to much more abound. Well, I missed it. I messed up. Thank God for the grace of God. But there's a still part to play on our, our part, isn't there? There's a part to say, God, I missed it. I ask you to forgive me. I want to get it under the blood. The grace is given to give it. So here we are. Vessels, earthen vessels, but God lives on the inside. We had an ark, Ark of the Covenant. The ark, the presence of God dwelt inside of that box, inside that ark. And it was kept behind the veil for people's protection. But it was there that was given that God said, I want to be among you. Because I love you, I'm working on something, but there's perimeters. Don't ever forget the power that rests in that box. I'm saying it this way 
Not of ir irreverence, but so you can see it and understand. So I'm going to leave my presence. It's going to be there. It's going to among you. It, it, it's going to be there on the earth amongst you, but I've got to put a veil between it, a thick veil. And it's not going to be in the inner uh, the, the outer courts, it's going to be clear back in the inner courts. And I'll have someone that will go into my presence, into the inner courts, into the inside, and I'll speak to them and they'll bring out things. That'll be the priest. He has a job to do. It's a holy thing. He's got to make sure there's no sin in his life. So he better make sure he's had sacrifices. He's, if he check his life and do his very best to live pure, and if he miss it any way, he better uh, uh, cut covenant. He better have a sacrifice. Blood's got to be slain, and he's going to do everything he can. And he's going then he's going to come back and visit my presence. And even on top of it, I can't guarantee anything. God's saying, I, I, I don't, but sin, when it comes in contact with the, the presence of God, the anointing of God, it, it will consume evil. So you better not have any evil in you. You've been, you've been warned. That even so, we're going to put bells around your garment. We're going to tie a rope on your leg. You're going to go in. We're hoping that we continue to hear the bells so we don't have to pull you out like a french fry. That's a holy thing. I want you to see the power of that. I want you to see the, 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 the awesomeness. But yet God did everything. He still wanted to be amongst men. It's hard, out of love. These are his people that, the, that, that messed up in the garden, but yet God's still working with people. He wants to get, he knows there's a plan to bring mankind back but this is the best it can be right now under the circumstances because God's holy, living in purity and holiness. Man can't be holy other than just for a temporary uh, under the law and sacrifices. But Jesus came. Hallelujah. Aren't you so thankful? Gave his life on the cross, the, the perfect lamb. Walked pure, sinless on this earth and was able to be the one lamb, the one spotless lamb, once and for all, that never sinned, untainted with sin, to lay down his life. He was innocent before he was ever crucified. He was innocent. They could find no fault in him. And yet he laid it down freely for you and I. Now, Shows you how much he loves us. And now, grace has been given to us. We can say, Jesus, come into my life. The blood of Jesus washes us clean. And the same power that dwelt behind the thick veil, clear back in the inner courts, was dropped into our innermost being. I say that to show you how powerful the blood and the grace of God is. We would be, 
we would be consumed, burnt up, if it wasn't for the grace of God and being justified by his blood. Now, is that awesome or what? Guys, this is a this is a holy thing. I mean, we get a we get going here and there and we get involved in this and that, but I'm telling you folks, when it comes down right down to it, it's between us and God. And we give honor to whom honor is due. We would not be here standing in this newness of life with this great power dwelling on the inside of us if it wasn't for God's grace and his righteousness. We've been made righteous. God, the very throne room, angels, even Satan himself cannot see us as sinners. All they can see is covered in the blood we've been made righteous. Wow. That's a really prestigious place. And you know one reason the devil is so mad and the devil hates us so much is he could never walk where we walk. He could never walk in the power. He experienced the power when he was in heaven. But when he got ejected ever since then, he knows what he left. And every time he sees us walking around declaring our righteousness, declaring I'm a child of the Most High God, God's Spirit dwells within me, Oh, it irks him to no end. He can't stand it. But he made his choice. Hallelujah. Thank God that we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Powerful. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Because the grace is there to cover us, right? It's okay. The grace is there to cover us. So I guess we could just sin and it's okay. So he says this. And he says, then what's he saying in verse 2? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? No, that was our old life. Verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? This baptism is talking about the baptism into repentance. Being born again. And because of this, there's a word, therefore, therefore, because we've been baptized into his death, we've been through his death, burial, and resurrection. When we say, Jesus, forgive me, we, we were buried with him, and we came up in newness of life when we say, take my life and do something with it, right? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. This is a brand new life, folks. It's a brand new way of living. It's not under the law. It's not under got to get everything right. 
It's under living by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when we do something wrong, the Spirit of God doesn't condemn us, but He convicts us because He wants, He don't want sin, He don't want the devil to have any part of our lives. And so we say, yes, sir, I missed it. I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. I'm sorry. Praise God, the blood of Jesus covers again, and we continue on. And the devil has no place in us. That's that newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Hallelujah. That's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Knowing this, that our old man, that was the man before you were born again, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We're not a sinner. We don't serve sin. Not subject, we're, not, we're, we're, not, we're not responsible for sinning every time we turn around. It's, it's not our, our master no longer. Hallelujah. That he that is dead is freed from sin. The devil said, I'm going to kill you. He said, you can't kill me. I'm already dead. Hallelujah. That's why if you're born again, death should never, it's lost its, it's lost its power over you. Because you have died to the, to, to the flesh, you've died to the old nature, the old man, praise God, and been raised in the newness of life. Well, your body, what if somebody kills your body? Whoopie-doo, you're an eternal being. You go on to glory. Hallelujah. So, for he that is dead is freed from sin. For if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, verse 9, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Hallelujah. For he that is the... he. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, Jesus. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. And we, and it's talking about Jesus, but it's talking about us. Because we associate with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Here's the part, begins to enter in our part. Everybody say, my part. So how many of you know, to live a life righteously, to live in righteousness requires a cooperation with righteousness. We can't just do, remember he says, well then shall we just go ahead and sin since we have the grace of God? God forbid. No, we say no. We're not going to let the flesh have its way. We're not going to, no. We have a part to play here, all right? So what's our part to play? Let not. Now, you notice that, that word, let. How many of you have the word let in your Bible? How many of you don't have the word let? You don't know? Oh, you don't have your Bible. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Let is where it's, it's in the original, and it shows some, because some translations don't have it. It shows that we have a choice to make, and we have something to do. 
right? It's not proper English, but if I will say, Danielle, let yourself be happy. Does that... (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) I didn't say just a smile. I said, let yourself be happy. What's that, what's that require? It requires something of you, doesn't it? Requires Danielle to do something. So let. Everybody say let. It's a big word. All right. Um, um, where, what verse are we with? 12, thank you. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust of the flesh, because your mortal body is the one that's enmity against God. It's the one, if it's going to sin, is the one that's going to want to go that way, right? But he says, I'm telling you right now, if you're going to live righteously, you can't just let the flesh do what it wants to do, right? Let not sin reign therefore in your mortal body. Verse 13, neither yield. All right? You hear us say, you know, we know that we are to yield to the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Give way to, right? Right? Give way to? You heard about the the old farmer came into town, didn't you? Came into town, you know, he hardly ever came into town. One day he came into town, they had built this brand new freeway out here. They got on the on-ramp, came down these old pick-em-up truck on the highway, come in, got on the on, on lane, bam, right in the side of another vehicle. The officer said, sir, what are you doing? Didn't you see the sign back there? He said, yeah, I saw the sign. I yelled it and I yelled it and he still didn't stop. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yelled it and he yelled it and he still didn't stop. (laughs) Y'all have seen a yield sign, right? (laughs) Spelled a little different on the farm. All right, moving right along. Got to yield. Everybody say yield. I know, another one of those dad jokes. Who was with <laughs> Kentry was talking about that this morning. All right. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God. So there's a cooperation, isn't there? Remember I said there's a cooperation. We've been made righteous, but there's a cooperating with righteousness. We have to live righteously. It's a choice. Yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members are instruments of righteousness unto God. I'm not that old man anymore. I don't do what the flesh wants me to do. I don't do what the old, old nature wants to do. I choose to live differently because I'm a different person now. Because the Spirit of God, the presence of God that was behind the veil has now been dropped in me. There's a responsibility to walking in the glory, walking in His presence. Because don't want we, don't want we don't we want to take Him with us wherever we go? Don't want don't we want to deliver Him to someone and see their life changed? Don't we don't we want to take His healing power to someone and see Him raised up? Don't we want to take God to somebody and see Him delivered and set free from the power of bondage and of the enemy? 
and something that's controlled their life now to be free. Guess what? That same spirit dwells inside of us. And we can take him to the world around us that's hurting and helping just like Jesus did. But we have a responsibility to walk purely before God. Clean. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Where's the, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I heard this story this week, actually, when I was teaching in youth, and she described righteousness so well. She said she would take her family fishing, and there was this old fishing boat that her friend had out there that she could use sometimes. And she said the boat was stored upside down, right, because drain out the water and things like that. And she said, I knew any time that I was going to go flip over that boat that something was either going to hop out or something was going to crawl out or something was going to slither out from underneath. I know. (laughs) That's exactly it. So (laughs) she said, I just knew every time when I flipped over that boat. And she said, righteousness is right side up living. When you're living in a way that's upside down, that does not align with the word of God, you don't have to send a golden ticket invitation into the brush around saying, critters, come on over under my boat. Mm. The boat creates, the upside down boat creates an environment oh, that's good. I like that. that allows, that makes it friendly for creatures. When you're living an upside down life, when you're not walking in the righteousness, when you've chosen to walk unrighteously, all of a sudden, you don't have to invite the devil into your life. Yeah. He's going to find a place and start yeah. working there. So she said, live righteously, live upright. And it reminded me of this wood pile that we had outside of our house. So we had some slabs delivered last winter, well, fall, but we never stacked them. They were just in a big old pile out there. And this summer, you know how much snow there was this winter, right? Lots and lots of snow. And you can just imagine what kind of environment was created under that pile of slabs. And so we were setting up the pool this summer, and I saw this little thing hop from by the wood pile. And if you know me at all, you know I very much hate mice. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, there's a mouse something nest underneath here. And Michael said, I think they're voles. So I determined, I said, I have left that pile of wood unkempt, untaken care of, disorganized, for too long. Now I need to go stack the wood and get rid of whatever's underneath that pile, right? And I knew it was not going to yeah. be easy. Yeah. I put on my Come work on boots. Yep. I put on my gloves, That's my good. pants, and I went out there. And I stacked wood for hours that day. Michael was building something, so we were kind of outside together. And when I got to the bottom and I could start hearing the skittering, I said, I need some help right? And that's where grace comes in. And this is what dad is talking about with grace. So I had Michael come over and as we started picking up those last pieces of wood, wouldn't you know there were some voles that ran out. And this is how we need to handle sin in our life because the voles represent sin, okay? I'm telling you this story to go along with dad's message. The voles represent sin. And my husband, he saw that vole coming out. He knows how much I hate that vole. And he took his boot well, the first thing, he had a piece of wood, a piece of slab, and he just stabbed one of them just like that. It was on the end of the wood, just like that. He just took care of that, right? And he goes and sets it off to the side where I can't see it. And then pretty soon we're stacking, and another one runs out, and he's like, there's another one. And he stomps on it with his boot. Just He got rid of it, right? And that's the same way we need to that's handle unrighteous good, living. Because when we get to the bottom of the stack of the mess that we've created in our lives, 
grace empowers us to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And once we do get rid of it, we have to say, I'm done with that. Yes. It's over in my life. I'm terminating oh, it. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Good stuff. You can get that. Amen. Thank you, Kendra. I like it the twofold. One is there's a responsibility to live a kept life and keep the environment out of, of our life. Secondly, if you've gotten into a mess, get yourself organized and, oh, that's good. We can go home right there and say, amen. Well, we're going to pretty quick. Praise God. We're about out of time. I got to finish a couple more scriptures here, though. Mm -mm. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing that, Kendra. All right. Um, it says, all right then, shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, my servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you, being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. Now that's not a forcible uh, slave or servant of righteousness. That's a choosing to walk this way. Amen? That we choose to walk this way. I can see right now I got, I got more to go, so we're going to end right there, praise God, because I can't get through the rest of this today. So, what have we learned here today? We've learned that we are no longer sinners. Well, we've been made by the grace of God. We've been justified and made righteous. And so we are clean, innocent, through His blood to live that way. But then we have also have a responsibility to walk therein. We don't just do whatever we want to do. Thank God for, for forgiveness, but the greater way is not even have to get forgiveness. So when I, uh, my wife and I were married, uh, she said, she told me one time, she says, you know, she says, in some ways I really feel inadequate. She says, you know, I hear some of these great testimonies of how God delivered them out of alcohol, drugs, and the world, and all this stuff, and this bad stuff. And she says, I don't have any of that. I don't really have that kind of a testimony. I said, wow. And she said, wow, what do you mean? I said, do you realize how much of a greater testimony that you have? That you kept yourself from that? Thank God for God's forgiveness. But thank God for the one that chose to say, no, I'm not going to do that. So that's you here today. You say, well, you know, all these people, you know, thank God God's delivered them out of it. Look at me, I've been a little Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Well, praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Thank God for the unforgiveness. Thank God for the blood. But thank God for just choosing, making a choice to say, no, not going to do that. So where does that bring us? Here we are today. 
and we're saying, I know I've been made righteous, now I'm going to choose to walk in it. I'm going to make the choice because I'm telling you, in this generation, in this age that we're living in, you can walk very unrighteously that quickly. The words of our mouth, the thoughts, the meditations of our heart, all of that stuff, we're surrounded with it constantly. And it's even more making a choice to say, nope, I'm not going to walk that way. I'm going to walk righteously before my God. I've been made righteous, and I'm going to walk that way. Let's stand our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Clean. Everybody say clean. Thank God we've been made clean by the blood of Jesus. Did you get anything out of this today? Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Kendra, again for sharing. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. That's good stuff. Praise God. So thankful for the help that we get in this life. So thankful for the help that we get when we don't know what to do sometimes. And so thankful for those that went before us and show us how to do it. Show us how to walk. And we're all learning. We're all growing. But that's a part of growing. My desire, our prayer, is that we would walk more, walk more righteously today than we did yesterday. That we will walk more righteously tomorrow than we did today. Again, we can't do it without His help because the righteousness comes from Him. But we have a choice to keep ourselves pure in Him so that He can continue to be the Lord of our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship Him just for a minute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, condemnation. Oh, yeah. Guilt and condemnation will try to come. But it's from the enemy in your flesh, you know. Choose not to yield to it. And that way, choose not to go. But make the decision, I'm going to walk before my God pure and holy, regardless of what others would see, what others would say. Make the decision to keep sin out of the way. Make the decision. Make it this day. Don't put it off. Don't wait any longer. But began to speak. I will live my life as my Father pleases. I'll live my life and give glory unto the Lord of lords. If you'll do this, my spirit will help you The Holy Spirit will guide you. But you make your stand and make it strong and say, No, I won't walk that way as I have in times past. I'll walk with my Father and do what He says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God loves you more than the devil hates you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Now, I, I, I sense that there's, and I think there's more than one, but some here this morning that you'd say, I don't know, I feel like I'm just at a standstill in my life. And the Lord would have you to know that's not His doing. It's because you've let down on your time with Him. You've let down on building that relationship with Him. So what do you do to correct it? Get back into your Bible again. Begin to worship Him. Begin to develop, begin to take that relationship to another level. See, a husband and wife, they grow apart from each other if they don't spend the time with each other. And so you'll grow apart from your heavenly Father if you don't spend the time with Him. It's as simple as that. He's always there, but it's sometimes we get caught up in the busies of life and th that we deem more important than Him. And so we are at where we're at by the choices that we make. If we want to be someplace different, then we may need to make some different choices than what we've been doing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So there's more. There's a lot more the Lord wants to do in our lives, but it's up to us. We can say all we want to say about God, we want you, we, we want to do more, we, we want you to do more in our lives, but if we really don't open our hearts and let him in, if we don't do our part to cooperate with him, it's not going to go any further. So I believe that the Lord is asking us today to recommit some things, get back in again, and further those. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. David, the hand of the Lord's been on you. since you were a young child. There's more that God wants to do in your life. It's not what this one would say or that one would say. It's maybe gave you an idea of this or that. But what will come as you get before the Lord and say, Lord, just show me what you want me to do. Then I'll be on my way. The gifts and callings are without repentance. You're never happy until you're walking in it. I see people all the time. They're miserable as they come to find out that there was something in their life that God had called them to do, and they just kind of departed from that. I'm not saying that you, but I'm, I'm just saying that's how strong those gifts and callings are. I don't know what this is. Man, I sense it's strong. And, 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 and it's not for us to say, well, you know, um, you know, it's probably this or it's probably that. No, you don't do something on a probably. You do it on a knowing. You know. And so sometimes it takes some prayer, some praying out, spending some time with the Father, 
from getting the answers. Not from somebody, but from God himself. Then we're happy and everybody around us is happy. <laughs> You're a good man. Keep God first in everything you do. Let him show you what you need to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I about forgot. We got communion to do. So we'll do this right quick. So uh, I apologize, but you can go ahead and be seated. And we'll, we'll move through this quickly. Jim and Gay, would you guys mind coming up and serving communion today to our people? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You'll go around and then, Jim, if you'll follow her, please. And, uh, yeah, let's get the, bring the children in. I forgot to tell you, and I see, Kitra, you're already in here, and the youth. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And if your child is not here and you want them to receive communion, take uh, one of each for them, if you would. And if there's anybody that's wondering, these, these crackers are gluten-free, if that helps you any at all, needed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. While they're passing those out, I want to uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, and let let them. Uh, Brother Rick, I know you're wanting to help there, but I would like them to. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate it. That's Brother Rick for you. Need some help. He's always want, always helping, and I appreciate that so much about him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So. Communion is a special thing, and always know this, that communion has to do with, with uh, covenant. When we talk, when we say communion, we take, receive the elements. We know that Jesus, in the Last Supper, when he sat with them, he broke the bread with them in the cup and gave it to them. And he commanded them to do something. He commanded them to do this in remembrance of him. He was about to leave, and he was, they wasn't going to see him on, in bodily form there on the earth, but that he was leaving something, and he said, when you take of this bread and drink of this cup, remember me like I was there in bodily form. I'm still with you. 
And I have a covenant with you that I said I'd never leave you nor forsake you. And I said I'll leave you a comforter that'll even help you. So not only did he leave us the Holy Spirit, he gave us a symbolism, he gave us a symbol of the elements of the bread and the, and, and, and the juice, or the, what we use are the crackers and the juice, and uh, to remember him. And so, so as, we, as you're holding that, those of you that's already received it there in your hand, think about that Jesus, his spirit is here right now. His presence is here right now. If, if you've asked him into your heart, he lives on the inside. But know this, that he's going to walk with you. He's going to go where you go. He is never going to leave you. He's going to be right there. Hallelujah. When you seem like that nobody is around, when you get a feeling like, okay, I, I'm, I'm on my own here, know this, you are not on your own. He's with you. He's in you. Hallelujah. You can do all things through him who strengthens you because he's your helper. Hallelujah. Thank you. He's your helper. He's going to help you. So you have covenant. So this represents the, the bread, the crackers that we're taking here is a symbolization of Jesus' body. The juice is a symbol of his blood that was shed. That has, we talked about how that we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And it's because of his blood that we are free from sin and we've been, and we're living righteously. And I got one, thank you. So, actually, if you look in your Bible in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 10, and when he says in verse 16, he said, the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion or the covenant of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, is it not the communion or the covenant of the body of Christ? And I know a lot of times we talk about, you know, we don't do communion a lot around here, and there's a purpose for that, and those I, I know, and sometimes I've, like this last time, I've let it go too long, and I apologize for that. But I don't want it to be a ritual. I want it to be something to remember, and, and, and that when we do this, that it's, oh yeah, I can't forget. I have a covenant with God himself. That presence that we talked about this morning that was behind the veil, I'm telling you, God wanted that veil ripped sooner than later. But it couldn't happen until grace had come and until Jesus came and paid the price and his blood was shed. And then we could live in that pureness. So thankful he loves us so much that he paid the way for that. And so as you receive the communion of these elements this morning, I want you to think about what he did for you and I.
so that we could live righteously. The way he paved, we have a covenant with him, and he cannot break his covenant. He said it. He said, I will forever be with you, and he means it. You might walk out on God, but God will never walk out on you. Never. That's why you will come back at some point. Hallelujah. Thank God. This is a strong covenant that we have. Strong covenant. For he says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, did you get the elements, son? They're right here. Hallelujah. You can stop for a minute. Oh, are oh, they still going? Where's the? Oh, they're coming. Thank you, Jesus. Put them right here on the corner and he can come and get them. Thank you, Jesus. For he says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. And covenant uh, uh, is sealed. His blood was sealed through, I mean, his death sealed his, uh, um, his victory being raised again from the dead. Thank God he didn't die and then just stay dead. But he raised the newness of life and then raised us up with him. Then he says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whatsoever shall eat this cup and drink the cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of Christ. Well, guess what? If you're born again, you're worthy to receive his blood and receive of his body. He's made us worthy. If you have feelings of unworthiness, take communion and say, I'll show you how unworthy I am. I've been made worthy by the body and the blood of Jesus. And then obviously, if there's any, and, and this goes, this is still true today. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat or drink of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Many die and are sick and weakly among them. We're, if you've got something in your life that's not right, get it right right now. I said, get it right. Don't let your flesh dominate you. Either you're in or you're not. <laughs> Either this is serious, this is covenant, or it's not. He's not playing around, and we don't play around. Hallelujah. All right. You ready? Take eat. He took it and was given to him. He broke it and he said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. It's because of you, Jesus, we do this right now. Oh, so thankful for what you did on the cross. So thankful that you're still working in our lives today. And then he said, after the same manner, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament. In my blood, 
not any other blood, but in his blood, covenant blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. If you've got something in your life right now, if you've got sickness in your life in some way, when you take your cup right now, say the blood of Jesus, I hold the blood against you. You have to go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, just give him thanks. Father, we give you thanks. We're so thankful for your body. We're so thankful that it was broken for us. We're so thankful for your blood that freely flowed that day. And it's still flowing today. And you gave us total right to use that blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, he was the Word made flesh. His body was the Word. He gave us his body. He gave us his Word. He gave us his blood. And we have authority over the enemy, praise God, to walk in victory. Hallelujah. Now stand to your feet. Glory to God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I didn't say anything about this before, but I'll say it now afterwards, those of you that have small children. If they're not used to receiving communion, or you need to teach them. You need to teach them that what it is, what it stands for, and the holiness of that's, that is what we've been given to do. To honor him and to not forget what he's done for us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray over this congregation right now. I just thank you, Father God, for things that was broken, things that was freed up in people's lives when we received communion today. Thank you, Lord. This is a good day. This is a new day. This is a fresh day. I thank you, Father God, for ministering to every heart. We just give you praise. And Father, as we go our way, we go in you. We go in your presence. We go in your goodness. We go in you. We give you all the glory. And everybody said, amen. Praise God. Hug somebody's neck, shake their hand, go and be blessed today. Praise God. Amen. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious special and important to him.